This is a HeadGum Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a miracle made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver-infused fabrics that actually make temperature-regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not, like, getting too hot or too cold or whatever. You know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle Made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it, like, doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But More than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful, and it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made. Come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code FAKETHENATION at the checkout, and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today. You'll get 40% off. Use the promo code FAKETHENATION. Go to trymiracle.com slash FAKETHENATION. And Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fakethenation and use the code fakethenation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fakethenation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Fake the Nation, episode 283. Hello, hello. This is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about culture, and where we applaud Congress for raising the debt ceiling so we don't have to talk about it again until 2023. I'm your host, Nagin Farsad, and yes, I think debt ceiling legislation is reason to party. Uh, Today, we don't actually have to talk about Congress, so instead, we're going to talk about Botoxing camels, how to fire people. We'll also dig into that one Jeremy Strong profile. Oh my God, folks, I'm so excited by today's panel. Oh, they're both joining us for the first time, um, but they're just uh, just glittering examples of humanity. So exciting. First up, we have um, host of the Feeling Asian podcast. Uh, I mean, this podcast is really fun. We've actually had our co-host on uh, here in the past, um, and he was really awesome. And I don't know, I'm just so excited uh, for Young Me Mayor. Hey, Young Me. Hi, how are you? Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you're here. I'm um, so excited. We're also joined uh, for the first time. Now, you can see him in season uh, one and two of the HBO show We're Here, which 
Just watch the trailer, and if you don't laugh and cry simultaneously at the trailer alone, then I don't know. I mean, you are just going to be so swept in by this show. They uh, also have tour dates coming up in 2022. Um, I'm so excited uh, for him to be on the show. There's the one and only Bob the Drag Queen. Hey, Bob. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. Um, is, do people just call you Bob? Do they go for the full name? What are we doing it here? On, it depends on who you are. Some people call. Some people feel comfortable to call me just Bob, and um, <laughs> some people call me by my formal government name, Bob the Drag Queen. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm so excited you're here. And before we launch into the show, let me just remind listeners that we have a uh, another Patreon episode coming out. Um, it's a conversation between me, Hari Kandabalu, and Shalewa Sharp on tote bags. I mean... They what they reflect about who we are and where we go, our ability to get it, to, our inability to get rid of them, uh, the environmental questions around them. I mean, we actually lost our minds talking about tote bags because there was weirdly so much to say. It was bananas, but like in a really good way. So go to patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad. Um, and for the price of just one hot apple cider, at the Christmas market, you can support the show um, as little as $1 a month. Uh, you can support the show for as little as $4 a month. You get bonus episodes um, like our mind-blowing conversation about tote bags that I promise you is ridiculous and hilarious and fun. Um, all right. So uh, patreon.com slash Farsad if you want to support the show. Let us get into it, though, with topic number one. <laughs> oh my god so in saudi arabia they do a camel beauty contest which i think sounds really fun but this year over 40 camels were disqualified from the pageant because of botox injections facelifts and other facial touch-ups <laughs> i had no idea we had introduced body shaming to the animal kingdom in this way what do you think of these artificially enhanced camels well, I was more impressed with the fact that you could win $66 million for having a beautiful camel, um, which seems yeah, like a really random number. It's the, it's the 66. <laughs> if it was $65 million or $70 million or $60 million, that, I'd be like, oh, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. But $66 million seems like a really a, almost arbitrary number they've landed on. <laughs> and um, I guess more than anything, I'm just really sh- um, shocked about that. And I'm really just kind of, um, I guess it, it doesn't seem too wild when you think about the fact that we really do, um, we, we put our dogs through cosmetic surgeries all the time. Mm. Yeah. With the ear clippings and the and the getting their, their fur done and their nails and then they, people do, and so people do stuff like this to their dogs pretty consistently. Well, yeah. okay, so just so young me, this is what the piece we read by uh-huh. the way, reputably reported in the AP. So apparently they discovered that dozens of breeders had stretched out the lips and noses of camels, yeah. used hormones to boost the beast's muscles, injected camels' heads and lips with Botox to make them bigger, inflated body parts with rubber bands, and used fillers to relax their faces. Now, I, yeah. b- one thing I want to say about all of that was, like, as I was reading that, I was trying to, like summon the face of a camel in my head and I actually I don't even know what makes a hotter camel versus a less hot camel I do okay so let's camel sounds hot 
Okay. Hot AF. <laughs> um, that, I, I, wanna, I want to get that camel's number. That camel deserves 66 million. Um, it's so funny, Bob, that you mentioned the dog thing because I was like, kind of like, you know, would people be talking about this if they were talking about like the British dog show? Like, would they like sort of pitch it in this way? I don't know. Like, would we be well, shocked also, if somebody did some sort of weird stuff to their schmadoodle or whatever they're called to win the dog show, right? Yeah, no, we'd know. be like, yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, we'd be like, that's what you do. I mean, it do- I, was, I won't lie, it, do- it does sound like animal abuse. <laughs> like, I don't think that the, I don't think the camel was like, mm, girl, these jowls, I gotta get them together. Right, right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the camel's right. in the mirror doing this number. Tapping their right, right. The, the skin there wasn't under very much chin. consent involved. Yeah, yeah. But camels um, do have a lot of that neck action. Yeah, too. yeah. But I also it also kind of reminds me of it. Kind of reminds me of um. You remember the camel from the you? Do you remember back in the day there was that cartoon camel who smoked cigarettes? Oh yes, yeah. Joe it camel. Was, right. Wait, no. Like literally promoting the ca- the the camels. Joe yeah. Cool. Joe yeah, cool. and I wonder what I wonder what Joe would think of all this. Like Joe's kind of like you know you got to stay good looking for this business. It's what it's what it's what a, it's what a camel's got to do to look good. You guys don't even know what I had to go through to be the spokesperson for camels. <laughs> what did he do to squeeze into that leather jacket? Who knows? Right? <laughs> but I would say of all of the animals, the one that's allowed to have droopy skin and like weird features is right. the camel. Like do if you we, yeah. if you want a more svelte animal, you just go to a different animal. You don't like try and make the camel look, you know what I mean? Like of all I, the animals, I would just be like, how do we make the skin droopier? You know, that's I was what I said. They didn't include pictures of the camels yeah, in the see. article, so I just googled camel Botox. Oh, you did? I, I feel yeah, like I, I have googled, to see what it looks like. I still can't tell which camels have the Botox and which camels don't have it. That's a great surgeon right there. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle, subtly done, subtly yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Meryl Streep, uh, where it's like she she has something done. She must have. Look at how great she looks, but she doesn't look weird. You can't tell. I, I just googled attractive camel and <laughs> and you found and know. one was wearing like l- like lingerie. Your FBI agent, your FBI really... agent is really confused right now. No, your FBI agent is like, oh my god, no. you're really on one today. I just got flagged for something I don't even know exists. Um, no, they look good. I think this is a picture. Oh, it's from another article about this uh, scandal, and they look they look good. I'm sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a very cute camel. I googled it too. Attractive camel. I found the prettiest camel in Oman, and um, <laughs> she serves like Miss Ding is truly serving the children. <laughs> Like, come for her. Like, come um, for her. The lashes. She's kind of smizing. She's, she's, yeah, these lashes she's are She's smizing huge. at the camera. She's kind of like, it's giving very much season, season three top model. Um, she's, quite frankly, I think this camel's trying to fuck me. This camel is flirting with me. I feel like camels have, you know what? Camels have hot person energy, hot animal energy without the hotness. So... Because their their vibe is that they think that they're hot. I think I've been watching um, I've been watching Yellowstone recently. And, What's Yellowstone? Uh, do you guys from are you are you familiar? It's a it's a t- TV show like set in Montana with Kevin Costner and a host of 
people on horseback just being cowboys. Got it. And I have learned something about myself, which is that, like, I don't see hotness in animals. Um, I just like, because they're always commenting on a horse's beauty. And to me, I'm like, that horse looks kind of as beautiful as the other horse. Like, I don't know. Like, I just don't see mm. huge differences in large animal hotness. So like, anyone who doesn't see hotness in animals has clearly never seen a goofy movie. Because there's some <laughs> hot dogs oh in yes. a goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was the girl's name? I saw like a clip of a, of the girl recently, and I was like, oh, I forgot all about her. <laughs> or have you never? Or have you never seen in, in um, Pluto? Her name's Roxanne. Roxanne, you tell me you, you <gasps> never seen a hot animal? Oh my god, somebody. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in the animated context, <laughs> I'm, I've given a lot of cues. You know what I mean? Those were those were some plump lips. That, what about uh, Powerline? What about Powerline? Huh? Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> How could we forget? All right. Well, is it a little bit like doing steroids and then going to play a sport? Mm. No, I think I think you it's know, more like getting work sport. done and being a model. Okay, which is completely done. I wonder if they'll relax the rules. In the rules of this contest, they were like, no, they have to be natural camel beauties, no work done. Well, here's a question: Have you ever seen an ugly an ugly animal like an ugly dog? I mean, yeah, like yeah. You're, you're like woof. That dog has seen woof. better day. That is an <laughs> ugly dog. Yeah, woof. No pun intended. But it's like. <laughs> Right, right, right. But I mean, I think you could fall, like you spend any amount of time with an ugly dog and just stare into its eyes for like two minutes and you're in love with a dog and then you think it's the cutest thing you've ever seen. Oh, well, ugly dogs end up being cute dogs by by default because they're so mm. ugly. Yeah. Right, right. They go full circle into the other side of the coin. Yeah. yeah. Instagram and TikTok have a lot of ugly dogs that have become celebrities, like dog, like a dog with no jaw. There's also right. a dog with like one extra chromosome who has like like no eyelids and like crazy teeth that looks really cute on Instagram, on TikTok. They right. do look cute. <laughs> Folks, you let me know what do you think of the uh, standards of this camel pageant in Saudi Arabia? Uh, where are you on camel beauty and camel uh, bow? Botox trends, um, hit, hit me up. I'll be in the feed <laughs> um, right underneath the, uh, the the really cute dog with big teeth. All right. Uh, oh, you know what? Let us take a break to hear about our sponsors. And when we come back, we will do more show. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little 
uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, and we are back, and we're ready for topic number two. So there was a CEO um, last week, the CEO of Better.com. He invited 900 employees onto a Zoom call just to fire them. Uh, They Mm. got laid off. And he said on the call, I do not, do not want to do this. The last time I did this, I cried. This time, I hope to be stronger. So, you know, he, like, started out, like, really talking about his own feelings about the matter. Um... What do you think? Firing 900 people over Zoom, yay or nay? Um, my yeah, my initial thought was like, could you see each other's names in the Zoom call? Because that's like a little embarrassing. I feel like, oh no. Right. You're like, who, who else, else is, is here? here? Yeah. That sucks. I knew they were coming from By the way, yeah. speaking of which, I didn't want to tell everyone here, but I invited you all here and I'm, I did not want to say <laughs> this. And I did cry <laughs> last time. I... And I'm really sorry about this, but you all have been relieved from your duties. Whatever, whatever jobs you have, whatever, whatever you yeah, are, those are what, over. Whatever you're doing, it's it's a wrap. You're done. It's done. I'm very sad about it. I'm gonna try not to cry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That you lost your job, and I'm a multimillionaire. But I'm gonna try to keep it together when well, I'm on my yacht. For people who were criticizing him about firing 900 people via Zoom, yeah. Harmony was like, well, how else were you supposed to do you, are you Are you supposed to tell 900 people one by one? That okay. Would, that would take I, would forever. You, I would rather have, I would rather have an email. Mm. Oh, is that the issue? Yeah, I wasn't sure what the issue was. Well, the, I think part of it is that it was not mm-hmm. personal in mm-hmm. any way. It's it's mm-hmm. like the the company needed to to fire 900 people, which I think wor- turned out to be something like seven or nine percent of their workforce. Wow. So it's a really big number. But at the same time, the, each of those people are like human beings, and they did the firing right before Christmas, Yikes. guys, like in December. Uh, so it, I do think. It requires at least the finesse of a George Clooney in uh, what was the name of that movie? Up, up and away, or whatever. I didn't see it. You know that <laughs> movie with George Clooney I thought where he goes around could, firing. This also people. could have been. This also could have been a cameo. They could have oh hired like someone yes. like Bob um, the drag queen. Imagine if the lead singer from Blink One Eighty Two fired you. 
How exciting would that be? Imagine oh, if Child's... That would if, be if, way more exciting. If Saved by the Bell star Mario Lopez fired you shirtless. Oh how exciting would that be? <laughs> with it. Um, yeah, I was like... If he was like, hey guys, I'm going to take my shirt off, but I do want you all to know um, you're not coming back to work. So I, I think that it, it... I mean, seeing someone's face while they fire me feels pretty harsh, but it, it doesn't to me, it doesn't feel as harsh as an oh. email. Getting fired through email feels like getting bro- broken up with mm. through email. I think it's actually kind of a bolder move and maybe more... Maybe he thought it was more personal touch to to let them see his face. It was weird how he made it very personal. He was like, "This was hard on me." He was like, "I've done this before." Um, I was kind of starting like, "This sounds like like your like your kink, buddy." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, I've done it. I kind of can't stop doing it. It's a problem." And in fact, if you also, if anyone out there listening needs me to fire their staff, I can, I'll do it again. <laughs> No, I mean, but I, I also think there's managers, there's supervisors, like you farm out firing, right? Like you don't need to be the one to fire 900 people. You tell your underlings, hey, you need to fire 50, you need to fire 20. And then they spend two uncomfortable mm-hmm. days mm-hmm. having 15 minute Zoom calls with people. Would it feel a little bit more personal? I don't know. Also, this is like a company with like a seven billion dollar mm-hmm. valuation. Wait until the first week right. of January. Like you truly ruining people's holidays and in a way that I'm sure you don't need to. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to avoid those Christmas bonuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. And also they were trying to uh they did pay like a severance mm-hmm. and I think there was like a some you know, at some health insurance coverage that continued for a little bit. So there was, it's not like it wasn't the worst condi- like conditions for Frank. Have you been fired from something in a good way? No. Like, is there a moment in your life that you were like, that was a good way to get fired? I don't know if that's... Have you ever been fired? I, I have not, have been fired except before? for one very specific incident where I was working with my ex-husband and he fired me. And he did it very angrily. <laughs> so I kept yelling at him and stuff. And he like just went up to the calendar because it was a restaurant. And he just went up to wherever my name was written and just like angrily like markered out every single. And I was like, I get, I'm going to go home then. I'll see you later. That was the only time I've been fired. Oh my God. <laughs> that was horrible. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. God. I was thinking like, how can you get fired in a fun way? Did I just, I did not mean to trigger your, uh, <laughs> to trigger a traumatic um, I'm fine experience now. for you. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I was. Was that recent? No, how long that was ago was long, this? That was like, I don't even know. Maybe like when we first got married, like 10 years ago. Yeah, oh, okay. I've recovered. Uh, um, there is no good way to get fired. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Have you been fired in a nice she's way? She's like, I've recovered and there's mascara running down her face. Um, I've been fired a lot of times from a lot of jobs. I got fired from my very first job for having an attitude problem. And I got fired really poorly there. That time I got fired, I didn't realize I was training my replacement for oh, a week. Yikes. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I found out that I was nice. training my yeah. replacement for a full week, and then I got fired. That was Yikes. so annoying. Oh, so annoying. <laughs> um, and, but then I got I got fired from a few. I got fired in um, in New York City. I got fired from this job. I used to uh, be one of those folks in New York City who stops you in the street and goes, "Hey, do you have a oh, second no. to talk about kids? Hey, do you want to oh, support? Yeah, do you yeah, want to yeah, um, yeah, sponsor yeah. a kid?" And I did the job for two weeks, and I only got one person to sign up in two weeks. I was certainly a wow. detriment to the company, and. Um, and I remember the only lady who signed up, she just randomly stopped and she goes, you know, I want you to know that, like, there's something really special wow. about you. And I will only sign up for this if you quit <gasps> this job. That's the only way I'll sign up. 
And I was like, yeah, sure. I was I had no plans on quitting. And then I got back to the office and they were like, we got to let you go. And they were actually really nice about it. They were like, I mean, you understand you haven't you haven't had a single person sign up in two weeks. Actually, you got one today, which is nice. Um, but we cannot keep you employed because you're not getting anyone to sign up. <laughs> so we got we to gotta let you go. And I was like, fair. That's yeah, yeah, fair. yeah, 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 yeah. I would feel like you'd be excellent at that job. It was yeah, well, I mean, jokes on you. But that job is so hard. I mean, who stopped? Yeah, like how many people stop to have that conversation? Sometimes I do it just because I feel terrible that the that you Mm -hmm. know for the people that are doing the job. I I did that job um, very briefly, and I also have I've done like fundraising for I did fundraising for the DNC over the phone, and uh, that'll Mm -hmm. be that's a job where you get. where you get hung up on and like, you know, you know, yeah. told to go die in various ways. But then also sometimes you raise some money for the Democratic National Committee. <laughs> so, you know, both things are true. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Could, I could get people to stop, but I could not get people to sign up. People love stopping mm-hmm. for me. I used, to, I, used to, I used to jump out in front of both my arms. I was trying to go, hi, with wow. a big smile. I was also very, very young. I was like 22 years old. And I was like, hey. And they'd be like, oh. <laughs> then I'd be like... I, I, maybe if I was going to try to sell them comedy tickets or tickets to a Broadway show, and I was like, let's talk about children who are having a really hard time in life. And they'd be like, got to go. <laughs> That's rough. I, I, yeah, I can't say that I was ever fired in a really terrible way. I mean, I only was, I was laid off once. I honestly, I think I, you know, with all of like my less serious employment, I honestly think I beat them to the punch. I think there was, mm-hmm. I remember I was a clerk at like a DVD rental shop, like in, right. uh, mm-hmm. in co- you know, in college or something. So this is like the last gasps of DVD rentals. And I just really begrudgingly had this job in my hometown before, uh, before moving to New York City. And I really didn't want to be in my hometown. This is in Palm Springs, California. My friend was my manager. I completely abused her manage, you know, her as a manager. And, uh, and later, and I was like, oh, well, I'm going to be moving to New York on this day. So whatever, that'll be my last day. And she was like, oh, thank God, because I would have had to fire you. <laughs> so I feel like I really beat people to the punch on the, on the firing. I mean, as a young person, I was she, a little. There was a couple times where I she wasn't also grateful. Could have kept that information to herself. She didn't have to tell you if you're going to get <laughs> yeah, fired. Seriously, that was a po- that was a power move. She was trying to flex on you. She was really trying to flex on you. That was a full. She was playing mind games. You Your know, friend was playing mind she, games. We wow. we had been best friends since like third grade, so I feel like she was just we 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 had just entered into a phase of full transparency by that point. You know what I mean? Got it. Uh, she also one of my earliest memories of her is that she when we were in third grade she stole my keys uh for my backpack and so I came home and I couldn't get into my house you know and it was like this is like the you know I was a kid in the 80s so there was no latchkey era so I would just just be alone and then more alone and then I was alone and there was no parental are you still friends (laughs) are you still friends yeah yeah we're still we're still friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are some red flags here, and I want to I want to <laughs> let you know this yeah. friend. This friend is a little messy, and there there's a lot there's a lot of red flags that I'm concerned you about know. in terms of your friendship with your friend who steals keys and flexes about how they could have fired you but didn't. 
She, it's so funny because it's I just amazing. told you two th- things that make put her in a bad light, and it's two stories: one from when she was seven, another one from when she was twenty-one. Over in a like wow. you know in a fifteen-year span, she did do two like questionable things. <laughs> that's but you're that's like in last Valentine's Day, she also <laughs> did she, tell me she said she did send me pictures of her literally fucking my husband, <laughs> which I thought was so funny. But it's wow. such a she would tell you they took that as satire um so that would that made a lot of sense all right folks um how what is what how were you most horrifically fired i love hearing fired stories i don't really have many to add of my own like i said i beat people to the punch but um right what are your tell me your fired stories on all of the social medias that none of us should be on all right and for this next topic so jeremy strong is sort of at the center of the hbo show succession and if you're like me you've been utterly obsessed with it with his performance i mean he is just phenomenal and last week there was a profile that was so detailed and juicy and interesting that I couldn't help but talk about it. Even uh, if you haven't watched Succession, the Jeremy Strong profile in The New Yorker is really, is like a tremendous read. You just don't get an insight like that about an actor. Um, I I feel like you don't see many pieces like that anymore. Um, So first off, just what were your initial reactions to this? I know, Young Me, you don't, no, sorry, uh, Bob, you don't watch Succession, right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I've never seen Succession, so, so I, I, yeah. No, no, that's yeah. Fu- which is fine, which is fine. I hadn't even heard of Succession until yesterday. What? When I I got a question like, "Have you? Are you watching Succession?" And I was like, "No." What I is mean, Succession? I am a Twitter is very. With it. I'm very shocked. Wait, Young Me, have you watched yeah. Succession? So I've watched like three episodes of the first season. So unfortunately, but I did read the profile. Okay, no, which is fine. I don't think the profile really yeah, gave yeah. anything away. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I mostly just want to talk about the like profile of this type of actor and this type of celebrity in American culture. Uh-huh. Uh, he, um, and again, like. I, I do believe that you should be watching Succession. <laughs> I've watched every episode. Uh, Bob I'm not Jarrett avoiding so it. I just excited. want you to know yeah. that I'm not avoiding I, it. <laughs> I, fe- I know. I'm not. I, you know what? It almost seemed like I was going to attack you for a second for not watching it. <laughs> I did have the instinct for a moment. And then young me, when you said you only have done three episodes, I was also going to go into the attack <laughs> mode. Now, listen, I accept you both for all of your flaws. You know what I mean? Um, and <laughs> one of them. Well, you know, people go crazy when you don't watch shows they watch. People get oh i know wild I know. when you say yeah. out loud that you don't watch some show they're watching they're like what you mean you're not watching white lotus and i'm like i just haven't seen it. they're like this is crazy you <laughs> how have you i mean I'm, i'll tell That's you what me. try telling try telling someone there there are two shows that you will have a very hard time telling people you haven't yeah. watched and that you don't want to yeah, watch and they are tells i dare you to tell someone that you were not watching game of thrones <gasps> Oh, people yeah, were yeah. acting wild because I didn't watch I Game of Thrones. That one. People act. I didn't watch it. People act wild. You're like, I don't watch it. Like what? Yeah. And try telling people back in the day that you didn't watch Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, you would yeah. Lose wait, their so shit. So wait, wait. I've watched both those shows. Yeah, Bob, have you watched both of those shows or not? 
I watched the last, I watched the first and the last season of Game of Thrones. So mm, I was that's... completely confused. Yeah, there's, and nothing, I watched there's no, all of, no way to understand it that way. <laughs> and I watched all of Breaking Bad. So okay. I started dating a guy who, I started dating a guy who was watching Game of Thrones. And while we were dating, he started watching before we were dating. And then, so I had to watch the whole last season. And I was just like, what's happening? I'm... Why is she, I mean, <laughs> no, spoiler yeah, alert to everyone. This, this is your yeah. chance. <laughs> this is your chance also, like. It was literally two years ago, so like, get over it. Spoiler alert! But I was like, why? Why is that lady <laughs> burning down this whole village? Like, wh- why is she so mad? What's up with the lady with the short haircut? Yeah. Why? Why, why is? Has she tried a longer wh- haircut? Like this? This yeah. dude doesn't seem right for her. <laughs> yeah. What? 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 What's with? What's with the, uh, the 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 White Walkers? And why do they sound like the Proud Boys? Like like the oh, whole no. thing. <laughs> I always yeah, watch shows I, like years after they're popular, and then I'm just like I'm really into it I'm like you guys did you fucking watch Breaking Bad and people are like yes like in 2009 or whatever yeah 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 totally (laughs) Um, I did this weird thing similarly with the cultural product of Dawson's Creek uh, which I feel like was much talked about at its time and I just didn't know what the references were I finally I just got so fed up that just a couple of months ago I watched the very first episode of Dawson's Creek and then the very last episode of Dawson's Creek and Mm -hmm. again not as difficult to follow as Game of Thrones by the way I think if you do a first and last on that one and I'm not talking seasons I'm literally talking I watched two episodes the first one and the last Mm -hmm. one Uh, I got it I figured it out and so now I feel like I can make all of the references and understand all of the references uh, because you'll be surprised to know that still that show is referenced. Um, mm. uh, I will I say. I feel like I have steered this conversation away from Mr. Strong, and I would right. like to give a, I, us an all, sorry, an opportunity to get back to, to Mr. Strong. Right. <laughs> so, so here's, okay, so here's what I wanted to talk about, which is that he's basically, um, He's, he's sort of a method actor, although he doesn't really call it that. He calls it mm. identity diffusion. He says, if I have any mm. method at all, it's simply this to clear away anything, anything that is not the character and the circumstances of the scene. And usually that means clearing away almost everything around and inside you so that you can be a more complete vessel for the work at hand. Now, the three of us are in the entertainment business. Um, have you worked with anyone that has this level of intensity and what do you think of it? I haven't I haven't worked with anyone like this, but this is ever there's a guy like this in every every acting class I've ever been in. Yeah. Like they're just like <laughs> sitting in the corner, just like rocking back and forth. Yeah, just like and I'm like, bro, no one's gonna watch this. This is a community theater. You know, like what, what like no one's gonna see your work. But um I have to say I think that his like his whole thing works really well for his character in in a way that he never intended, which is everyone you can feel that every just by watching like three episodes, you can feel the whole cast like fuck it like does not like him. Like they're just like like just kind of like right. tense and it, around and it, him. And it's and and he and his character is like set aside from everyone in that way at, uh, right. as per the writing. But it's so interesting to me. Like it, you know, uh, what's his face? Um, Sir Lawrence Olivier. What's his face? Once said oh, yeah, yeah. to Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> so Dustin Hoffman was shooting Marathon Man, and they brought this up in the piece. Yeah. Was shooting Marathon Man, and he stayed up for three days so he could feel fatigue. Um, and he he went out partying, whatever, so he could feel fatigue in the particular scene of Marathon Man. And Sir Lawrence Olivier said to him, "Oh, 
son, why don't you try acting? <laughs> uh, and there's, you know, and, and so Dustin Hoffman famously worked like this. Daniel Day-Lewis, Marlon Brando, mm. all of these guys famously worked like this. And I just find it... I mean, it, it it's like no one looks at like Hoffman or or Daniel Day Lewis or whatever and thinks like, eh, like everyone pretty much universally mm. thinks that they're phenomenal. And it, it, it's like with Jeremy Strong. What like I also want to put out there, there's yeah. probably lots of actors also doing this stuff that people are going into because there's mm-hmm. lots of actors who don't true. do this. Meryl Streep doesn't do this. And yeah. everyone's like, mm-hmm. she's, and I don't think Viola Davis is doing this stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that they're doing all this madness. And and part of me is like, I, so I was, so like, he wants to be like tear gassed at one point. And the guy's like, I'm not tear gassing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On on the trial of Chicago 7, he asked Aaron Sorkin, like, if, if, if he could get tear gassed for the scene. And Aaron Sorkin is like, there's 200 other people here that could possibly suffer as well. You know, I just can't do that. But I also love the try acting. It, it made, it, 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 I, it makes me think about um, a specific uh, story I heard about Daniel Day-Lewis when, when he was doing Lincoln. He wanted to be called Mr. President. Like, he was, like, living yeah. as Abraham yeah. Lincoln. Yeah. Which sounds yeah. insane because what yes. do you do during breaks? Like, during breaks, they're like, hey, sorry, Mr. President, we're ordering a Chipotle. Do you want um, or a burrito or do you want, you know, <laughs> like, are they like, Mr. President, please don't forget to uh, submit your um, receipts Time so you can be reimbursed break. for your... For your Ubers on the way here, Mr. President. <laughs> it's so like, ridiculous. Like, well, it's Mr. a President, little bit your, like your kids called today. They just want to know if you're going to be able to pick them up from soccer practice, <laughs> Mr. Lincoln. <laughs> no, the, there's like it's what's like the, the scenario. The, it's like the uh, secondhand smoking problem, right? That's some. That's the problem mm, with method right. acting. It's like you can do it to yourself, but like, do I right, have to right. be involved in calling you Mr. President? That seems like your method is impacting me which it should not you know what I mean as a PA on this set or whatever you know and don't you feel silly when Mr. President goes to his dressing room and is getting powder and makeup don't you feel silly when Mr. President isn't actually <laughs> it's like, it's like when Mr. President lays down and they just like squirt stage blood on Mr. Right, President's right. head don't you feel a little silly what do you think the scenario would be where he would have to like he breaks that character like you're like Mr. President your car's getting towed or something like um, no, yeah, that, no, that's a good point. Cause everyone else has to go through it. Right. Right. Yeah, everyone yeah, else has yeah. to go through it. And, and, and hilariously, Jeremy Strong was Daniel Day Lewis's, um, I don't think on that set on another set, his assistant, like he was an onset, you know, a PA mm-hmm. who may, who mostly assisted Daniel Day Lewis and was like also mentored by him. So he was, he's very much in the Mr. President vein, right from the horse's Mr. President Mouth, right? Like that's kind of um, a big mm-hmm. a part of his inspiration mm-hmm. um, w- was was to to do things that way. Yeah, I just think it's um you know again like the results in the, some of these cases are phenomenal. You know, so it's like if that's mm. if that's the metric, hey, great. You know, and also the you know who knows we don't specifically know that the cast dislikes him or like or what you know. Um, that's true. I have it on good faith. The cast hates him. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can see in their body language. It's, it's you know, it's a little tense. 
It's a little annoying. I mean, I just remember being in class with that guy, just being like, oh, God. Yeah, right, right, right. right. It's too much. It's too yeah. much. Um, let's yeah. uh, let's shift gears here. So we talked about Jeremy Strong, and I wanted to um, radically shift gears to another dude, uh, Elon Musk. He was named Time Magazine's Man of the Year. What do you think? Or Person of the Year, sorry, I is what they're calling it. I think that our world, mm. especially this country, has a real obsession with um, extreme, with um, and not an obsession, but like a glorification, understandably, because of all we've been fed through television and media, with extremely rich people and how they mm-hmm. got there. Because you're kind of fed this notion that you too could be mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos. You're fed mm-hmm. the idea that you too could be um, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, um, you know, or one of the other ex- extremely, extremely wealthy people if you just mm. work hard enough. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I think that is why we are constantly talking about these people because they're they're kind of hoisted up as some sort of a uh, a goal to reach. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. I mean, young me, do you you mm-hmm. know, obviously time has has had persons of the year who are it's not like they're only naming people, you know, Malala or something yeah. like that. They have also named I think right. Saddam Hussein maybe was one a year one year or uh don't don't quote it's me on that, but it's like it's not an endorsement yeah. of the person. So what do you what do you yep. what do you think of Elon Musk's place in, you know in the pantheon? I think Elon Musk is embarrassing. Len, I love him. He's like great comedy fodder. <laughs> but uh, so I'm like, I'm glad, like, you know, he's just like, he just seems like a little bit like Jeremy Strong vibes. Like he's just kind of like, oh God, here's this guy again. Like, I feel like if you knew him personally, <laughs> right, right. Like, he would just be so annoying, like talking about like, I don't know. But um, he's the method, method actor of the, of the tech bro world. Earnest. He's so <laughs> earnest. You know, I don't like earnest people. It's just like, come on, like, you know. I think overall, but you know what what I've been thinking about ever since this happened, you know, I feel like somebody broke down, like a photographer broke this down a few years ago about how like photographers capture people on the cover of time and they like do like shadows or like they're turned and it's like supposed to like mean something. But if you know, if you look at the cover, the M is like right above his head and it looks like devil horns. Which, you know, it it looks very on purpose to me. It looks very like on purpose. So I think that they're trying to give you this weird like subliminal message of how they feel about him. Um, But yeah, it's it's problematic. I think there's nobody that's that rich that's not problematic. And he's on top of that, like kind of embarrassing and like has, you know, it's kind of just like a nerd, not in a. You know, because sometimes you're you could be a good nerd. Yeah. Off of Bob the Drag Queen's point, that like we're sort of obsessed with wealth and in in money making, and then yeah. you know because Tesla existed before him, you know, like he didn't invent Tesla, and he's just the sort of like orchestral director that has made mm. it a big deal um sort of in this you know in the model of steve jobs like steve jobs wasn't in there doing circuitry you know what i mean mm-hmm. so we're we're um we are very much like putting up these people that do not the part that's the detail-oriented thing that mm. makes the technology so phenomenal we're praising the the dude mm-hmm. that knows how to do, you know, um, market valuations. Right. Well, I think there is I'm not going to say there's not a value to I mean, you know, you know, a value to like if someone knows how to make 
a rocket or knows how to make a device that people want, yeah. mm-hmm. there is a value to the person who figures out how to get it into people's homes. I'm oh, not sure. going to say that it's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it, no, it for might sure. be even of more value because if you have a thing but you don't know how to get it out there. But, you know, taking a step back, I, I, there's two things. I feel like giving Elon Musk, this is just a big kick in the... In the in the chest to Elon to um, Jeff Bezos. This is just because they didn't want to give it. Like Jeff Bezos <laughs> is fuming. He is fuming right now that he's not the person of the year. But That's also, so when you look at the list of people who have gotten this, I mean, in 1982, it was the computer. The computer was the person of the year. Right. Um, nice. I mean, Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler has been Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Stalin has yep. been the Person of the Year. The American Woman, the Middle American, the Inheritor. This list is wild. Um, so I, I think that, but person also of like the year Obama, is, right? Like uh, there's yeah, oh yeah, it's yeah the Earth, it's all the endangered the earth, yeah. earth in 1988 was the whole Earth. We all so if you were alive in 1988, you were so technically I was wow. once person of the year. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah, so nice, <laughs> so nice. You know, yeah, so, yeah, lot, lot, lots of presidents, lots of popes, um, lots of uh, super villains, and lots of inanimate objects. And also lots like of is, yeah. large groups of people. Do you but think, I think when, I, when I the guess, American I guess woman just, was the person of the year, everyone was like, oh, my God, it's me. I'm the person of the year. <laughs> I guess, did yeah. is there something about 2021 that felt like Elon mm. Musk to you? Like, it, I, no. I, I, I did, I felt, it, I mean, yeah, there, there was a bunch of the billionaires in space. So Richard Branson, Jeff Bezos, and Elon Musk were doing the space space stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So he didn't feel like particularly Elon Musk's space year, but I guess he, I, you know, I, I don't know. I um, Self-driving cars are more and more of a thing or they will be yeah. or something. Uh, I don't know, but I, yeah. I like, I, yeah. I'm not sure. I saw a funny tweet that said that Pete Davidson should have been person of the year. I was like, I kind of agree. <laughs> I feel like everyone's talking about Pete Davidson. Yeah, everyone's um, talking I, about yeah. Pete Davidson. If he's attractive, how he's attractive. What I mean, it is, Who knows what uh, it is. the man. The man has every angle covered. For the record, for years, I thought Pete Davidson has been incredibly attractive. I just want to throw that out there. Since the beginning, I since the so first too. time I saw him, I was like, wow, trending this guy on Twitter is today. Very good. Yeah. Looking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I um I want to go on record as saying I never really thought about his attractiveness the level. The moment I saw him, I was like, the, I first saw him on a on a roast on a, on a Comedy Central roast. I think it was the roast of, <clears throat> um, it might have been the roast of David Hasselhoff, or I can't remember who it was, but I was like, wow, this is a very good looking man. I'm so happy to be looking at him. I feel so lucky. I think he's attractive <laughs> in the way that we want to talk about him. I definitely agree. I think he's attractive <laughs> as well. Folks, let me know if you think Pete Davidson's attractive. But then also, um, where you are on Elon Musk being person of the year uh, and uh, where you are on method acting. (laughs) Okay. Folks, that is the end of the show. I am so delighted that you both joined me. This was really, really fun. And what I would love is for the people of Fake the Nation to be able to find you and all the wonderful things you do. Young me, where do they do that? Um, I'm on social media at YM Mayor. I have a TikTok. It's Young Me Mayor. My podcast is Feeling Asian Podcast. You can listen everywhere. We have a YouTube channel. We're on social media. Um, And that's it. 
Oh my gosh, absolutely subscribe to that podcast. It's really delightful. Thank you. Um, Bob the Drag Queen, where do they find you? So you can find me at bobthedragqueen.com. All of my social media is there. If you go to any social media, type in Bob the Drag Queen, you will see me. Um, and also, I have a podcast called Sibling Rivalry. So you can check out the Sibling Rivalry podcast with me and my best friend, Monet Exchange. Um, just, you know, being silly and having fun. Again, I don't mean to hardcore endorse everyone's podcast, but I can't help myself because you have heard Monet Exchange on this show. You've now heard Bob the Drag Queen on their show. And you also know them from the obviously 7 million other things that they both do. And my God, a show with both of them? Why wouldn't you subscribe to that immediately? Uh, folks, you know where to find me. And my um, newest column just dropped in the Progressive Magazine, so go check that out. I have also tweeted it out for your convenience. It's on Facebook. And the one thing they never tried doing, which was just being a nice, nice company, um, <laughs> my, I give them some business advice, basically, in, uh, in my latest column in the Progressive Magazine. Um, and uh, what I would really like to do, though, is thank all the people that make this show a possibility. That's our wonderful producer, Danielle Jones-Wesley, our fantastic audio engineer, Stephanie Aguilar, and everyone at HeadGum that makes this show possible. Uh, special thanks to Gabby Alter, who wrote our theme music. And folks, um, please email us at fakethenation at headgum.com if you have any ideas ideas for segments, panelists we should have on the show. We've gotten some great suggestions, by the way, and hopefully the people who have made those suggestions have seen them come to fruition. So um, so keep those coming. Uh, again, you can uh, join the Patreon at patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad and support the show. And uh, folks, we'll be back in your earballs next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.